0: What's up, everybody? We hope that you are feeling alive like Ms. Beats. I'm Josiah Kaneally.
1: And I'm Micah Keneally, and we are here in the studio today where we want to welcome you to Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. Yes, today we actually have one of our dear friends. We are joined by a great friend of ours. His name's Pastor Ryan Coster. And Ryan yes. is the Chi Alpha Director at the University of Minnesota. So go Go first. Go Go first, come There's on, some gophers go. Go Go first, tuning in, hopefully and a he's actually on a campus with a major demographic within young adult ministry, and he's working with college students, and there are 16 million college and university students currently on any given year in the United States, and the U of M wow. is one of the largest campuses in America with over 52,000 students. That is a city, 52,000 students. So just so you can kind of know who Ryan is, Ryan was actually a part of our wedding. And so we love him, admire him, love his heart and what he's doing for uh, God's kingdom and how he's serving the students on campus. So for several years, we've known Ryan and we've done ministry with him in some awesome, epic ways. And one way that we've been able to team up with Ryan is actually through Fall Retreat. And this is actually going to be our fourth year this fall with teaming up with the Gopher, Amazing. We're on campus at a different um, college campus, but we've been able to team up and do some awesome things with that.
0: Well, and even when we were young adult pastors at a local church, our young adult ministry, Ryan's campus ministry, and another Chi Alpha, we all have done this fall retreat yeah. that we nicknamed Space Camp. That, Space Camp. that we never <laughs> actually call Space Camp, but well, in our when planning, when was that? Meetings. When was the first year? What was it four, four years ago. Four years ago. I cannot believe. We're coming up on year four of that, yeah. but didn't crazy. mean to interrupt your no, introduction.
1: No, Ryan, we are so happy and grateful that you're able to join us today. And we just, we love you, we admire you, and I know that a lot of people will take some fun tidbits away, hopefully, from what you have to share and what God's already laid on your heart. So thank you for joining us today, Ryan.
2: Yeah, glad to be here. Yes.
0: We are gonna have a fun ministry conversation with a great friend and partner in ministry, and first, I think it'd be really important and really fun to talk (laughs) about the University of Minnesota, the U of M. Yeah. So Ryan, we know this. I've been a Minnesota resident my whole life, Gophers fan my whole life. Tell us who's the mascot
2: for U of M. Oh, everyone knows him, Goldie the Gopher. He's actually the number one mascot in the country. They have like big national mascot competitions. You know, I actually, I don't think he won this past year, but he's won oh. like a few years in a row leading up to this past year, something like that. So he is the number one ma- mascot in the nation. I that love is it.
1: awesome. I oh love my it. Word.
2: And I should know this. This is
0: going to show my ignorance. I've been to a lot of gopher games, a lot of different sports, and our campus that we're serving at does not have athletics. So I can advocate for the gophers yeah. as much as anyone. But I'm okay with that. What <laughs> in the world does Ski Yuma
2: Mean, yeah. Well, for one, it's pronounced (laughs) Skyuma. Good try, good try,
1: Josiah.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's it's super funny because I had to look into this, you know. Especially like when I got into ministry, I was like, oh man, I should probably know if I'm like the pastor of this campus and this is like our tag, what everyone says. I should probably know what it means. It was super interesting. So found out, went on Wikipedia, where all good information comes from, a credible source, source. credible source, source. credible (laughs) source. So but it was like late 1800s a rugby team was playing and there was uh, some local native american boys that were having canoe race and the winning canoe all shouted Skyu! and they were like oh that's like a perfect like chant for school let's use that and then one of the other rugby players was like well we we have to add something else like sky Ma. like is it rhymed with ra so and uh, yeah, it, it's super funny too because they went back uh, and were asking, you know, the Dakotans. I think it was, uh, you know, like, "What does Skyu mean?" And they're like, "Oh, it's like the same thing as saying Yahoo." So, <laughs> uh, so Skyu my, it, it's just like victory or like, you know, pump pump up the pump up the fans, you know. So, yes, this Sky is important to
0: know. Yeah, for everyone, and we all know this chant, and so a part of you know, reaching young adults in our world, major demographic is college students. And we got to do the Minnesota chant. Oh
2: uh, yeah, we got to get the Oh, yeah. oh, Let's start warm up. this podcast. Just, just <laughs> <for> <laughs> right. Minnesota part, right? Is that yes. the part you want to do? Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> We're just going to spell. So if you know this, you can join along. <laughs> oh,
2: it, this is a great educational tool. If uh, if you have young sons and daughters that are learning to spell, spell Minnesota. You can uh, partner with us right now. On the
0: count of three. One, M-I-N-N-E-S-O-T-A. Minnesota. Minnesota.
2: Yeah, Gophers. Gophers. Rock. Rock.
1: Wow. Have
2: you ever guys been to a Gopher football game? Yes.
1: Yeah, I is, have not, but I love the volleyball girls. They are amazing. Oh,
0: unreal. I'm.
1: I would be scared if I was on that court, but to sit in the stands and watch them, yes.
0: Point <laughs> you. Yes.
1: That's
2: what they chant there. Yes.
1: Oh, it was it's so, so fun. fun. <laughs> there,
2: there's nothing like it. Yeah. You. There's definitely a few sporting events you have to go to, and definitely like volleyball is one of them. You have to go. Let's let's go to a football game this season. It's unreal. I absolutely
1: it. love it. Yeah, we love school spirit, and we love to not only cheer on the campus that you're at, but love to cheer on young adults throughout the nation, throughout oh, yeah. the campus, throughout 52,000 students. Yeah. You... they need cheerleaders, right? And if you're a voice on that campus. So today we're actually going to be talking about just a few things that we want to cover. And one of them is the on-campus focus. So uh, Ryan, if you could just share something, can you tell us about Chi Alpha Campus Ministries at the University of Minnesota and maybe why you do what you do?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I for those of you who don't even know what Chi is, uh Kai-Ofa is part of the Assemblies of God, kind of the branch that reaches specifically college and universities. And so, uh, yeah, I get to be a part of that directly at the University of Minnesota. And really um, what Chi is all about is transforming the university, the marketplace in the world, you know, raising so up good. disciples mm-hmm. to yes. go uh, change the university marketplace and. world and so really kind of what it looks like kind of maybe structurally in a nutshell is we're all about small groups and raising up small group leaders to these circles where people can find you know real community they really they find out what it means to follow jesus to be with Him, to become like him and to do what he did and also how to use their influence to serve and love and lead others to to christ and so um really everything for us in kyle is geared around our small groups and uh, but we also have uh so those kind of happen like throughout the week uh typically evenings and dorms and apartments and then uh once a week we have a weekly worship experience uh kind of like what you would find on uh sunday mornings and so um it's kind of what you'd expect uh, in, in a lot of ways, but uh, why, do, why do I do what I do? Um, yeah, it's a great question, because this is not what I wanted to do in the first place, because, yeah, I was a student at the U, graduate in 2012, and I wanted to be a physical therapist, was like dead set on it, and then God messed up all my plans, and I felt called into campus ministry. And, uh, I honestly, to put it simply, like it's the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my entire life. Like I did, I don't know, like when I was in my undergrad is I was either in class or I was doing something with Chi Alpha. I just loved relationships. I loved leading my small group and seeing my guys like that. The moment where you could see like faith actually become real in their eyes, it was just, it was so rewarding and, uh. I remember I remember talking to my director at the time about just the possibility of interning, um, and I was like, yeah, it'd just be fun, you know, if I could just intern, you know. And I I wasn't even being serious about it; it was just like a wish. And he's like, why don't you? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so yeah, I haven't looked back. Uh, this is I just finished my seventh year, uh, amazing on, on campus, just doing full time ministry, and so. Um, yeah, it's, it literally has been the most rewarding, fulfilling, most difficult thing I've ever done, but definitely, I, I can't imagine myself doing anything else. There's nothing, um, I love partnering with Jesus more than reaching college students at the U of M.
0: Ryan, that's so good, and on this podcast, it's specifically geared for young adult ministry leaders across mm-hmm. America, across Minnesota, b- beyond that, and... We just know that some of young adult ministry is going to be through the local church. Mm-hmm. Others is going to be on campus ministry, on a college campus, on a community college campus, at a university. And so that's why we're focusing today on such a large segment of young adults our college students, yeah. university yeah. students. And so we're really excited to have this conversation. Let me ask you this. How do you set up your staff, team, your leadership team, even student leadership? What does that look for look like for you on campus?
2: Yeah, great question. I was thinking about this before because you sent me the questions. And, um, yeah, honestly, it's, it evolves almost every year. Um, there's certain things that, you know, I, I think you have to start culturally with, mm-hmm. you know, what is your vision? What are you really going for? And if I haven't already made that clear, so to speak, it's uh, small groups. We're all about small groups and raising up small group leaders because that is the best place that we're gonna make disciples and reach our campus and mm-hmm. and uh, foster community. And so uh, really what it looks like for our staff team is there's things that we do together. Um, and obviously we have our individual responsibilities that we carry, but what we do together is, um, I think one of our big responsibilities together is fan team or basically fan team is just helping support and coach and mentor our small group leaders as they are pastoring you know because we say this to our leaders all the time like hey listen um you know you are the pastors of your campus like you are and so we want to do everything we can to come and help and support you guys so everything that we do on staff is really geared towards our small group leaders because that is the health of our group and so um yeah like i said we have our individual responsibilities and so we meet weekly as a staff to kind of talk about how are we doing as a culture or small groups but also you know how are we doing with our individual responsibilities to support that and then uh yeah a big piece of that is our student leadership and so um yeah, we're always looking to um, raise up new small group leaders, um, and we have monthly small group leader meetings that we call Catalyst, just to kind of speak into the life of, of our leaders, but also, you know, have just time to be together, because especially on such a large campus, Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much vying for their time, and it's surprising. Like, our leaders feel so disconnected all the time. Yeah. Um, it, it, and so we have to be really, really intentional with how we use spaces because our Thursday night weekly meeting, uh, you know, they're they're leading. They're meeting new freshmen. They're, they're, you know, they're leading the group. You know, they're leading small groups throughout the week. So we won't always want to create a space for them within Catalyst uh, to to make sure that they just get to be with each other, take their leader hat off, and just be poured into. And so, so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, I guess, a nutshell. Hopefully I answered your question. You
0: mm-hmm. really did, and I, I love that. Even your names, Ryan, about how you have fan team, and fan team is really pastoring the pastors of the campus who are your small group leaders, and then catalyst to help them feel like they're invested into, Mm -hmm. and your weekly gathering, but small groups being a primary strategy to reaching college students on campus. And that's so good. Can you talk a little bit about, because some people are going to feel called, to launch a new college ministry. Mm -hmm. Some people are gonna feel called to start a a young adult ministry at a church. And a lot of these principles are gonna be transferable to different contexts. But some of it is a little bit contextual to on campus. Can you talk a little bit about the school year rhythm at at the U of M or a college campus and how that
2: affects your ministry? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, let's start in summer. Uh, so, uh, that's, that's really where so much of just kind of the coming with the game plan. I, I like using sports metaphors to talk to my team about how we think about the year, but definitely this is the part of the year where, uh, we can do all the things that we can't normally do throughout the school sure. year. And so this mm-hmm. is coming up with your playbook and trying to understand the plays that you want to make, um, and kind of speaking into, our, our leadership team that we do have going in next year, kind of some vision and giving, and really trying to do as best as we can to delegate responsibility to our leaders as well to make sure that, mm-hmm. you know, as my main role, what I focus on is again is pastoring, discipling, and teaching um, my group, and I want to make sure the ministry is being led and run by our students, and so this is a lot of time where we're doing that. Uh, kind of late August um, is really when everything really. Is our fall launch? It's the Super Bowl of, of our school year. Campus yeah, ministry, it right? Is, fall yeah. <laughs> and our fall launch is basically from like the start of school all the way up through our fall retreat, yeah, which is in early October. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, we have Welcome Week, which all the freshmen come back onto campus and they have this whole week to kind of orient them to mm-hmm. campus and meet one another. It's it is just a fire hydrant of activity. Um, and so, yeah, we. We get all of our leaders together, we do move in, you know, we have welcome week events, um, we are you know, connecting with as many freshmen as we can. Um, and that's, I should also say, on a campus of 52,000, we can't reach everybody, and so how our ministry is specifically geared towards and what we're really effective at is specifically reaching new students on campus. So freshmen, yeah. transfers yep. specifically. And so that's kind of who we invest our energy into. So there's a lot of things we could do fall launch wise but so uh, when I say welcome week when I say all the things that we're doing is really geared towards freshmen specifically in dorms too because mm-hmm. um, it's the highest concentration and proximity of freshmen so um, that's what we do we just try to do is be present with freshmen as much as possible and to just you know for them to recognize you know Chi Alpha so and um, build relationship with student leaders and so that's fall launch a lot leading up through a fall retreat which is kind of It's just so fun. It's a weekend to get away. It's a weekend to encounter God, but really uh, establish your friend groups that you're gonna be journeying with for this next year, especially within your small groups. That's Mm -hmm. the time where we really see, all right, these core group of people will be with us for the majority of the rest of the year. Um, So if I could describe the whole fall semester, um, it's come and see, and spring semester is come and die. And so uh, as they're coming and seeing, you know, they're saying, are these my people? Do I see myself living up my faith with these people? Do I see myself laughing with these people? Do I see myself getting in relationships with some of these pe- people? You know, that's what yeah, they're thinking. Right. You know, yeah. Who am I going to spend the rest of my life with? Um, and then, uh, yeah, really, after fall retreat, it's honestly, it's midterms. It's uh, the busyness of school and the tiredness of school, school really uh, comes in like a wave. And you, we see it like... I'll I'll talk to students, and they're just so stressed. They're so tired after that point, and uh, it kind of goes into finals week, and it's just... Yeah, it's something. So it's, I mean, for me, a finals week is fine because I, I don't have any finals. You're not so. the one taking the test, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, all I do is try to feed my students and tell them that they're doing awesome. And then it's like Christmas. We've had finals week go up to like December 23rd before. Wow, oh my goodness. So it's like, yeah, it's a grind for the semester. And then we get like a month off. And then spring semester is come and die where we're really challenging our group. To say all right hey what you've experienced now let's try to give it away like hey invite people into this group you know serve them love them um you know jump on serving our group on a week on our weekly Mm -hmm. services welcome team you know load in load out you know like um but also this is our big pretty much our spring semester is all leadership development and so we have something called equip uh, which is our leadership journey it's for anyone that wants to be a small group leader for the next coming year, this is like our training season. And so it's super hands-on, it's super, honestly, it's challenging. We set the bar pretty high for our, our student leaders. And so it's getting our small group leaders, their focus spring is to race up kind of their star leaders, those who are spirit-led, teachable, available, reliable. And, uh, and also for those that are the stars, so to speak, to really empower them with responsibility to, say, take ownership of the group and their campus. And so uh, that's that's in a nutshell, yeah.
1: So it sounds like spring is more or less come and die means learning how to die to self, learning how to serve others, learning how to equip. be equipped and put those tools in their belt to be the best leader that they can be, yes. whether that's for the marketplace, for ministry, or primarily for that next school year to really develop those leaders. Yeah. And it sounds like there's been many um, points of surrender, um, not only in teammates probably, but in your life, you had referred to, I had given up my dream of what I thought I was going to school for at yeah. the U has now turned into an internship and ministry and what in the world is God doing? Um, So we know that there's a lot of surrender that takes place throughout our lives, um, which comes with a lot of surprises. And before we take a quick break, I'm going to wrap up with this question before we take a break. And it is um, what in ministry has surprised you the most on college campuses? Maybe it's personal life leaders. What is one thing you're like, (laughs) I did not see that coming.
2: (laughs) It is a great question. I think it was the transition from being a student to going on staff is, I I think I was surprised at how much the student rhythm affected my rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like really when, especially finals week is a clear example. Everyone, all the students are really, really tired. Um, the students are exhausted. They're just like waiting for this big semester to end. And it we can totally, our team, like we've talked about this every year, we, it's somehow, some way, we're doing fine. But you know, when we meet with students, we get more exhausted. You know, we just there's this burden that we're carrying, um, and I just didn't realize that going on stepping onto staff was, um, you know, we were we really are carrying a burden for our students, and obviously, it's it's not ours to carry. We give that to Jesus um but you know when we're meeting with students it's amazing how just the rhythm of school and their life can really affect ours and how we're so intertwined with them um and so just making sure especially um towards the end of the semester we're not going to try to do anything big because our students don't have energy we don't have energy and just um yeah just making sure we're we're doing only what god is asking us to do but uh yeah i think the biggest thing that surprised me was how, I don't know, uh, our rhythms are so intertwined. I mean, it makes sense, right? But right. Uh, my emotionally, I was just, and energy-wise, I was so intertwined with the rhythm of campus.
1: That's amazing. So we're going to take a break right here so you can find your rhythm, whether you want to grab another cup of coffee or you're stuck in traffic right now. We're just going to come back and ask Ryan Koster a few more questions and just his pastoral experience like at the U of M now, as a Kyle pastor.
0: We're Micah and Josiah Keneally on youngadults.today. And if you do us a favor, wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you would rate, review, and subscribe, as well as share, that will help us reach more leaders with the message of youngadults.today.
1: Welcome, everybody. We are back with Young Today, today. Well, we have Ryan Coster, who is being interviewed by us today, and he is the pastor at Chi Alpha um, at the University of Minnesota, where he is helping young adults um, experience more of Christ and see their lives change. So we are so glad that you're back with us, and now that we're going to get back into the rhythm of things, Josiah is now going to kick us off.
0: So we're talking about reaching young adults in our world today on college campuses, the, the student movement college students, and I just heard Louis Giglio actually share earlier this week that there are 16 million college students in America, and over 80% of them say they are not born-again Christians. So they're waking up with no clue, no purpose in life, no clue who is Jesus, who is their Savior. And Ryan, let me ask you this. Why is it that you think so many young people in our world
2: struggle with faith issues while they're in college? Yeah, that is the question, right? <clears throat> and really why we do ministry on campus. I mean, ministry at all with the young adults. And uh, you kind of already touched on it, but it's this idea of we're asking questions so much in this. Uh, I like to say to my students, you know, these four years shape the next 40 of your life because this is wow. the time where you're so discovering good. identity, really for the in a major way for the first time in your life you are wrestling with you know who who am i you know what do i believe about god is there a god you know who who are my friends like what do i want to do what is success what is not success what mm-hmm. what do i find fulfilling uh, and how do i put this all together you know and i think anybody that has gone through you know the your 20s you've you've wrestled with these questions you've had doubts and so i think what makes it so difficult when it coming to a, a college campus and a university is um, you know, who are you around? Who's speaking into your life? And are you slowing down enough to be able to wrestle with these questions and be okay with it? It's so okay to wrestle. And that's something I try to tell my students, especially freshmen. Um, you know, it's it's okay to have questions, please. Mm-hmm. If you're not having questions, you're not taking your life seriously. Mm-hmm. If you're not having doubts, you're not being human. You know, like it that that's not possible. You need to have the right amount of or the right people around you to speak into your life and wrestle with these things with. I mean, I'm 29, I still am wrestling with some things, you know? Uh, But I think in a big way, specifically kind of broader, uh, looking at things broader with the university is, um, I mean, campus just runs at such a pace. It's such a frenetic pace, and there's so many opportunities, and it's so hurried, and there's so much worry Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not surprised students just have these cataclysmic, like identity crises, like midway through school because everything moves so fast. Especially for a gopher, they come in, most of them already have a a year's worth of credits done because they've done college and schools, AP credits, uh, and most of them graduate early. So they're cramming four years of education really in two, three. Um, And so they don't have time to slow down enough to. The most important questions of who am I, who are my people, and uh, and so because everything is so hurried, there's so much stress and worry. You know that's the thing that crowds their minds, and it finally a, a lot. Honestly, um, I, I've seen so many students just hit burnout, and that's the place where finally their their body's like, hey, I can't keep up with you anymore. Um, and that's the time where you know it's hard, but if they have the right group of people around them. Um, speaking through life. It can be a really uh, catalytic thing for them, discovering their identity. But like I said, uh, if if I could sum up simply, it's, there's just, it. they're not, I, I would say with most students I've encountered and talked with is they have, it's uncomfortable to wrestle with questions for the first time, especially about their identity. Many of them are unsure about the community that they have. And are these the people I want speaking into my life? Many of them don't choose the right community. Um, um, That's what we want to provide as campus ministers. Mm -hmm. Um, And also the pace of life is so fast that it's hard to slow down enough to take the time to wrestle with and work through these questions
1: that's amazing and we know that you're an alum on campus so you know the campus you know yeah. that you know the buildings you, you I mean you've been there for years already and we know that you're a person of prayer and that you take prayer very seriously, and you take your walk with the Lord very seriously, and you live that out actively. And one of our favorite things um, to do is to prayer walk, and we know that you're a person of prayer. Um, could you tell us about maybe some prayer walks you've been on, or maybe prayer runs? We know that you're an avid runner, and you're yeah. training. And we're always in training season spiritually, <laughs> but physically as well. Um, can you share a little bit about your prayer walk life on that campus?
2: Yeah, I don't know. There's something uh, so symbolic about buildings that really can help. Uh, I don't know, just help your prayer life. I don't know, there's just something about, I love, yeah, I love running through campus. I actually, just a couple of days ago, I was running through campus. And um, honestly, what I like to do to help uh, just empower my, my prayer life is I love running by the dorms. Those are the places where I, I literally will just run circles. Um, there's one um, place I love to circle the most, and it's called Superblock, which is four dorms. Four major dorms that make up an entire block. There are two freshman dorms and two general dorms, and it's just such a high concentration. of it's amazing, freshmen and students. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've circled around that. You know, I picture this uh, the story of Jericho. You know, where uh, Joshua is leading the Israelites around. And th- honestly, that's how I what I picture. I'm doing is that. You know, a, l- a lot of times I'm just praying. I'm just looking in the window, so I'm just visualizing the students that will be living there this year, and I'm. It it's summer right now, so th- that's what I'm doing. And but in the fall, when I'm seeing students, I'm just saying, God bless them, God get them, God go after them, like Lord. Uh, even just praying, yes. like Lord, is there anyone you want me, yeah. uh, you're going to highlight to me? Like, is there anyone I want you want me to talk to right now? That's it. And you, you want to r- run into. And so um, I don't know. I, I love prayer runs because they're just so one. You can cover a lot of ground, see a lot of campus, and pray <laughs> for a lot of buildings and, and students. But Mostly, it's just fun because I just never know what God is going to be speaking into my heart in that moment to pray in and over campus. Absolutely. Wow.
0: Yeah. Prayer changes everything. Yes. Jesus changes everything. And Ryan, we love your heart and passion for the Lord, for the Lord's people. And one of the things that I've also watched you do so well in our past over five years of friendship and four years teaming up together in different ways is, um, is, and this is really a challenge, and then we'll do something called the five in five, where we'll ask you <laughs> five questions in five minutes, rapid fire. But on. this is just on my heart to challenge our listeners, our audience today, is campus ministries sometimes are, are viewed as parachurch ministries, but I would really like to flip the script and say part of church mm-hmm. ministries. That's like good. the local church is part of, Jesus said he'd build his church. Yeah. College ministries on a local campus are part of the church. And I've seen you do this so well. We were leading a young adult ministry, Mike and I, and you were such a key part of that. And other campus ministry leaders were such a beautiful part of that. Mm -hmm. And what we saw would be high school students from our church and other local churches do a program called Transitions where they would help juniors and seniors think in high school, by the way, juniors and seniors in high school, think towards college and university, Mm -hmm. or the marketplace, or whatever, the military, and they would, the local church and youth groups would transition their students well into that next university moment, so they could be set up to have dorm dreams, they would partner with local churches, Mm -hmm. and that was beautiful, and then Campus Ministries, would partner with the local church so that they could see college students live out their faith beyond. You taught me something, four years of college impact the next 40 years of your life. So we need to think of, if we're ministering to college students, we need to set them up for success spiritually, financially, relationally, community-wise, emotionally, mentally, physically, in every aspect of their life, holistic ministry so that they're geared to serve the local church, mm-hmm. to, to lead their neighborhoods, their workplaces, their marriages, their parenting, their families, their future for the next 40 years and beyond. Yeah. And they're going to be on fire for Jesus if we think in terms of part of church, not para church. And so let's do five and five, five <laughs> questions in five minutes or less rapid fire. Let's go ryan why is it important for every college to have a campus ministry ready go uh
2: yeah i mean it's it's the gospel right like it's so important and uh talking about pastors and handing off their students to campus is uh we just want to make sure that we we take that really well and uh they are some of the most trained up gospel ready people to go out on campus and empower to go reach reach their campus and so yeah, if, if you love Jesus, then you definitely love your campus.
1: That's right. So what is your favorite event that you've done on campus? Oh, man.
2: Uh, on campus. Uh, well.
1: Making him think outside the box. Uh, okay. this He's panicking, thing comes you guys. Uh,
2: <laughs> we, we actually just got to go to, this is an on campus, we actually just got invited by pitcher Kyle Gibson of the Twins to come and hear him share his faith. And so we got wow. to go to the Twins game. Um, meet him, and uh, they won, too. They came, come back, won 6-5 uh, against the Mariners. So that was super, super fun. It was it was really cool because faith inspires faith. Him yes. sharing his faith, you could see it Beautiful. spark faith in, in our students. But Ryan, do you have a favorite story of life change that you'd like to share? Yeah, uh, there was a grad student who joined our group way late in the semester in fall, which we don't tr- normally get new students, but um, came from an atheist background and, uh, just gave his life to Jesus, came to salt, our winter conference, Amazing. got water baptized, it was awesome. Amazing.
1: That is awesome. Okay, Ryan, we have to ask every person this because we love to learn from people's successes, but we also love to hear from their epic fails. That (laughs) just helps us become better leaders and (laughs) listeners of what not to do. So, Ryan, would you be willing to share or tell us one of your most epic failures um, that you've experienced in ministry, I'll say thus far?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was afraid you were going to ask this question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh I ran ran this, this story by you guys earlier, but... Yeah, this is definitely one of my biggest speaking blunders I've ever had. I'm still embarrassed <laughs> to this day. It still like makes my stomach turn. Uh, but I was emceeing our winter conference a few years ago. Uh, there's like 800 some students in the room, and I'm like kicking off announcements and just you know, I'm just so nervous too. Man, I just my heart's just like dook, 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 dook. you know. So I was. I was thinking about like, okay, how do you make announcements really exciting? Well, we had uh, a sponsored run in the morning for everyone that comes out and run. It helps, you know, uh, raise money or someone donates money to uh, give away to help feed children um, with Venture Expeditions if you've heard of them. And I was like, oh, guys, you got to go on the run tomorrow morning. Everyone get up super early. We're gonna go do this. And uh, I was thinking, you know, how do you spice this up? And I was like, oh, people are like, they love training. They're doing races. Um, so I was like, so you can keep training for that race that's coming up. And then our good friend Brent Silkey, St. Thomas Kafa director, yes, uh, he was running Boston that year. And, uh, and I don't know why it's popped in my head. This also after the, the bombings that At happened Boston in, in Boston. And so I was like, you know, so you can keep training for that race that's coming up and uh, maybe for Boston. And then I said, I couldn't believe I said that. (laughs) I said, hopefully it doesn't blow up this time. And I just, in my mind, it was just the worst nightmare ever coming true as a speaker. And I just said, in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get fired. (laughs) And, and, And it was just dead silent in the room. And then I just hear a kid in the back go, too soon. And I just, like, I just try to move on as fast as I could. I don't remember anything else about that night. I literally went into my hotel room until I had to come back out and close the evening. I just, I was so embarrassed. And and luckily, uh, my director, uh, he wasn't in the room. So I still have my job. So <laughs> praise God.
0: Too
1: soon. You guys, if you're a listener and if you're a leader, we all have those moments. And if you haven't had those moments, they probably happened without you knowing or they're going to happen someday. We're human. That's just what happens. Yeah. Sometimes we think or say things that we shouldn't or we don't think them through before they come out and we can't take them back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes those make for good sermon illustrations or podcast stories later on. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) At least it's redeemable that way. It is redeemable. (laughs) And our last question for you, Ryan, is if you could tell a group of college pastors and young adult ministry leaders listening to this podcast, wherever they're at,
2: wherever they find themselves, if you could leave them with one thing, what would you leave them with? Yeah, that's a great question, and honestly, something I, I've been I've been thinking about lately, and just praying through, and what God has been reminding me of is what is my role? Like, how do I define my role? Certainly, I could say director, pastor, but realistically, uh, I just feel like God's been saying, "Ryan, you're a father to your campus," mm. and uh, you know, I think about the. Uh, where Paul says to Timothy, you know, you have a lot of tutors, but or no, Corinthians, excuse me, uh, you have a lot of tutors, but you don't have many fathers. And when I think about like a tutor or a teacher, like I had great teachers growing up, you know, they they really inspired me to learn. But it, at the end of the day, it was my parents sitting down with me at our kitchen table, helping me wrestle through the questions and the problems that I couldn't understand. And I think um, you know, for us is is Campus Ministry or just uh, young adult ministry leaders, too. Um, you know, our role is so much more than just teaching. It's just literally sitting down and our presence being with them and helping uh, guide our, our students and our young adults into all the questions that they're wrestling with. It's literally, they just need our presence. And I think that's so much what it looks like to be a father in the ministry. Um, and I know for my students, I've literally... I it, it, like, makes me tear up when I think about this. I had a student... Um, fatherless home um we we kind of did a hot seat encouragement circle and I just remember he said to me look me dead in the eye and he said Ryan you're like a father to me Mm. you know I'm only like five six years older than than this kid and um at the time and I just remember like it just hit me to the core and I like And there's just such a need for fathers and mothers to be on campus. And, you know, I'm so thankful to be friends with you guys because when I think of fathers and mothers of of students, I I think of you guys. And um, I think that is the biggest encouragement that I could give to anybody is just see your role as a father and a mother than anything else. And I think you will have – a lot of success in in just campus ministry just because that's the way you love people is by viewing yourself as a father and mother.
1: That's incredible.
0: That is gold, Ryan. And man, I am loving doing this podcast. And this episode is special to us to spend time with you as a friend and as a father to this generation of college students. And we're so grateful for you, Ryan. Thanks for joining us. You can find out more, listeners, about Ryan Koster and the University of Minnesota Kyle For when you connect with us on our website, youngadults.today, as well as our social media across all platforms is at youngadults.today. So until next time, this is Josiah and Micah Keneally hosting youngadults.today. Thanks for listening and tuning in.